With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For any Yankee fans looking for a podcast to listen to, I suggest you check out NYY Sports Talk. Are you listening? Tune into the fellas. Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. There's no BS, there's no drama. Uh. You just feel like you with the fellas talking baseball. Welcome back. This is episode 226 of the NYYST podcast. I'm your host, Christian, as always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And SGR. What up? He made it Twitter official. Did you see that? Who? SGR. He made it Twitter official. He changed changed his name to SGR. He changed your name? When yeah, you brand it a certain official. way, you got to you got to make it official. Yeah, it's dedicated SGR did, from now on. Did you do shrooms tonight? Because you seem out of it. I'm tired. Long week, but I did do shrooms also. Nice, good. <laughs> did you did you really do shrooms? <clears throat> I wish, man. I I I want to do shrooms for the pot. That would actually be a great way to and go not out. tell you guys. So if you might have guessed it, like that would have been a good guess. But have you yeah, ever not this episode? Have you ever done shrooms? Maybe. I have. Int. I haven't because I'm still alive. And if I did shrooms, I w- wouldn't be alive. I I'm, I couldn't. I'll be honest I'm convinced. You, I, if I did shrooms, dead. I'd be dead. I could not. I could not handle shrooms at my age. You can microdose. What's that? When mean? I kind of like a prescription version where it's like they, they is that the opposite really, of overdose yeah, yeah maybe but i think that's legal in like oregon or something right now i would i don't know if i could really recommend doing shrooms did have you a, done shrooms i've done i did them once you ate a whole mushroom i did it in a, i ate it in a chocolate bar okay because i gotta say that it's Got to be a little unrealistic. Like anyone who's done shrooms out there, you can let us know uh, by leaving a five-star rating review and leaving us a comment, um, incriminating your, yourself about your shroom, your shroom experience. experience. But like I see the people who just like on TV and in movies, they just like pop the shroom in their mouth and they're just like, mm, that was great. Like, give me another one. And it's like, I couldn't, I fucking hate regular mushrooms. So there's no way I, I could just pop it and be cool. I, that you know, would, I heard that I didn't. I never ate them straight up. I heard it's like one of the most disgusting experiences that you could have because I think they literally <laughs> grow in shit. And oh, you can't and you can't wash them, or else I guess. Or you wash the to, magic off. Yeah, you wash the magic off. So I guess people bake them in chocolate, which is how I had it. They're less potent when you eat them in chocolate. Which, thank God, because honestly, I don't think I could have handled more of an experience than I had. Why wouldn't you cook it in like soup, like in a tr- traditional, like or like pop it on your pizza or something? Like, why would you put it into tr- like chocolate mushroom? Mm. It just doesn't go. It's, it's, I don't know. Like, All I know is that. 
we're sitting there like an hour goes by and my buddy's like, oh, these are bullshit. And I'm like, dude, I just spent $40 on fucking mushrooms and you're telling me they're bullshit. So we're leaving and all of a sudden like we're driving down the road and he slams on the fucking brakes. That's responsible. Well, Keep going. I, told, I was told that the shrooms weren't working. They weren't so. working. They were, they were done. So he slams on the brakes. I said, what are you doing? He goes, there's a deer in the middle of the road. <laughs> I, did, I said, there's no fucking deer in the middle of the road. He goes, dude, it's right out in front of the car. Now, you know you know Annie's Road in Totowa? Oh, yeah. Right? Getting out of the car yeah. in the pitch black on that road is not a smart mm-hmm. idea, right? No. Yeah, Being yeah, on that road, idea. just driving on it in the dark is not a smart idea. So this is me. I get out of the car and I said, bro, there's no fucking deer here. Like I'm standing in front of the car. Where's the deer? And he, and I see him laughing in the car and he goes, the shrooms hit. <laughs> that would have been a better story if you walked out and you were like, dude, it's not a deer. It's a fucking bear <laughs> run. And then the shrooms hit you it, 10 times harder. The shrooms hit me about 20 minutes later because then he's like, I can't drive. I'm on, I'm on shrooms. So he calls his sister, and this was like early 2000s. So this is when like house music, like do 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 do, like, yeah, like fist bump. Like, yeah, yeah, like that's when my era of fist bumping was in. So his sister was pounding this club music in the car. Oh, glad you didn't like, end a different way there. Keep going. Yeah. So uh, I'm all of a sudden I'm looking up, and I'm not even kidding you. I swear to Christ. The MPH on her dashboard jumped off and started dancing in perfect harmony. To the beat of the music. That's fucking, you know what? You're kind of convincing me. So then I'm like, dude, I can't. I'm like saying to myself, like, I'm bugging out in the back of the car. And I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I roll down the window and I look outside. And you've ever been to like the state fair when you get one of those giant green aliens that you get like the sugar drink out of? No, because I'm a normal human being. But keep going. So you've never seen one of them before? No. So, All right. Giant green alien. You fucking drink out of its head. Right. Yeah. So that's what I saw just standing outside <laughs> side of the car. That's great. Anyone who's uh, not watching, I'll sorry if this kind of throws you off here. And if you do want to watch, go to our YouTube page, hit the like button, subscribe. Uh, I got to ask you, are you going for like a, a Stanton mustache right now? Or is your is your uh, camera just a little grainy? Who, Ryan? No, you. No, you look like you got a good stash going. No, it just looks dark. Just the lighting. Yeah. Just the lighting. Yeah. So why don't you people buy some t-shirts so we can afford new equipment here? Please. Please. I don't even want to like, we're going to run a, we're, we're going to run a uh, campaign for the, for the stand, uh, the Sterling shirts that we came out with, but I can't even do it right now because it's counterproductive. It's a waste of money because the enthusiasm in Yankee land right now is not Derp. good. It's not high. And you want to do things like that when, when the fan base is on a high and a season that we thought was going to be all rise all the time. They're making it a little difficult for us. And I'm, I'm got to say, I'm pretty frustrated after this last series. I'm getting there. So the season's over, right? That's what you're season's saying. Over. Well, the season was over last episode. The season was over four episodes ago. Yeah. No, I, I'm obviously very rational still. I have no worry in the world that this team's going to be fine. It doesn't mean that after a full year, because like last year was great, but we were watching our first games in what, July, August, 
at that point. It was like July. I think opening day was July 23rd last like year. Like to have a real season right now, we're, we're starting to get into the warmer weather, whatever. You're getting a full season of baseball. And to start the first 12 games, five and seven, uh, is pretty, it's pretty frustrating to say the least. And the way they've lost, it, it's, I mean, I think that's really, you go you go week one of the season where the team's just not hitting, but pitching phenomenal. So you kind of, you know, it kind of makes up for it. And now the second week of the season, the pitching sucks outside of Garrett Cole. And the hitting's like, eh, kind of there. Starting pitching, yeah, it's been pretty terrible behind Cole. So the Yankees uh, just completed. The, we're recording Thursday night. The Yankees just completed yesterday a uh, three-game series with the Toronto Blue Jays, where they won the first game because Garrett Cole was pitching, and then they lost the the final two games uh, yesterday, being a walk-off. Uh, Bichette hit his second home run in the game. Uh, Fuck that motherfucker, Chad. man! And both of his home runs, man. I didn't think they they were landing where they ended up. I mean, just. A lot of power from Bo Bichette. He's a good player. He, he's yeah. a Yankee killer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, th- that's a good Bo team Bo. over there. Uh, yeah, they're good. <clears throat> the problem is is that the Yankees are supposed to be better, and they're not acting like it right now. Uh, it's The Yankees are 5-7. and seven. Let's put it in context. They're 5-7. and seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, They've won one series so far, and it was against the Baltimore Orioles. Which I don't even count. You can't. No, you know, there's like I a don't even know if team. I can count it because honestly, like they actually lost to the Orioles. The, the Ori- what would they were on like an 18 game uh, home winning streak against the Orioles? Yeah, if they swept them, that would have been a different story. Like maybe I'd give them a little credit for it, but they they actually lost the game to the Orioles. And here's what the problem is: is that. You're looking at regression now. I know it's 12. Look, we're going to get into this in a little bit. I'm not going to overreact to 12 games. And and somebody said to me today, well, what if they were 10 and 2? Would you be, you know, because my whole thing in the past couple of days is the, the season's not over. After 12 games, the season's not over. Even though they're 5 and 7, it's also not an indictment on the team that they're going to be uh, hovering around 500 all year because we – we should all have watched enough Yankee baseball at this point, especially with this core group, to know that sometimes they just stumble out of the blocks. It's just a, at, Ryan. What did you say yesterday? This was the record after twelve games in twenty nineteen, and they won one hundred and three games that year. Okay, so I was actually just going on Baseball Reference to go to the twenty nineteen season because I think it even got. I think it got worse from here. I think they actually at one point and and I'm going to check it right now. I I could be wrong cuz this was the year with the with the uh Marlin series that we went to Christian, I believe. Did you hear, did you hear me you froze a bit? It, 2019 was that the year we went to the Marlin series? It was fucking freezing cold and the team no, no, sucked. That was that was 18. That was 18. All right, so maybe I'm thinking 18. I believe at one point in 18 they were like 10 and 14. After 24 games, and, and it took that long, okay. but then but then they turned it up and won 100 games. I don't know. Look, it's it's frustrating, and look, I I don't. I sometimes when I get aggravated, I can't put the words at, into context because I'm so mad, and it's aggravating. I use four different terms for 
how pissed off I was uh, yesterday after because I didn't finish watching the game till about eight thirty. I was out all day. I came home. I watched the game. Stupid me, right? To sit there and have to delay that fucking pain. Uh, but my whole thing is, is that you know you can be somebody. We said this last episode, and I'm going to say it again because it needs to be said again. You can be. Look, we always say this. Two things can be true at the same time. I am not happy with the performance of this team. Outside of Garrett Cole, name me one and a role as Chapman. Garrett Cole and a role as Chapman. Give me another player that you're actually truly happy with their performance right now. There's some guys that have played well. Gary's played well. Judge has shown a pulse a little bit, especially yesterday with the two home runs. But name, Gio's been okay. But name me somebody that you're actually truly saying, I'm happy with their performance outside of Colin Chapman. You can't do it, can you? Um, I, w- I, I probably would have thrown Loisica in there until the other day when he struggled a little bit, even though he got out of, out of, the, out of trouble pretty much. I think he gave up a run. Yeah, but they but were it wasn't uh, they even. were in position to win the game. They were in position to yeah, win well, the game. Yeah, well, why'd they well, why that run score, Christian? Why did I don't again I I didn't see the that inning, even though I was DVR. I'm pretty sure that was the inning that uh Higashioka had the the pass right, ball. It was. Yes. was it the, was it a pass ball? It, it, I think mm-hmm. it was probably deemed a wild pitch. But didn't the run didn't But it was the, more than blockable. But isn't that also the inning that he hit a guy on like an 0-2 count? Uh, yeah, yeah no, two, I'm not saying maybe. I'm not saying he didn't put himself in that position to begin with, but he worked himself out of it. And the ultimate reason why that run scored, the actual play, was again technically probably a wild pitch. But like, let's be real for a second. The pass ball in baseball is is so fucking stupid. It should they these scorers have to be a little more lenient towards the pitcher here right. like so even, a, pa- a, an, a true pass ball is like the catcher sleeping and he just doesn't move his glove and right. that's even it though I, I dvr'd the game yesterday but like i saw the run scored i was you know the my the kids running around what do you want me to do and i didn't hit rewind i just saw it scored and you know what? To be honest with you, I was just pissed at the fucking run scored. I didn't really care what the hell happened at that point because yeah, they're in a position. Pitch. They're they're in a position to win a game in the sixth inning, and they didn't do it. Yeah, and and SGR just confirmed it was a wild pitch. Go back and watch it if you can find it somewhere. Higashioka, any any major league caliber catcher has to make that play. I actually will go as far as to say I think Gary even made the play. Don't you dare talk about that's, Kyle. Don't you dare talk about Kyle like that. That's that's how easy it was. And now here's something I just want to say real that's quick about hero. Higashioka, our starting catcher, hero. our future all-star starting catcher, Kyle Higashioka. Um, you know, everything was all cool when he was hitting Higgy bombs here and there. And and really, you loved him because he, he gave you what? He gave you that warm, cozy feeling inside because he was a good defensive catcher, right? He's looked like fucking trash back there this year so far. So what? Other than the couple home runs he hit the other night, if he didn't hit those, you could argue he shouldn't even be anywhere near this team anymore. That's false. Only on the fact that of what he does for Garrett Cole. Oh, true, true. Sorry, I, I hate that I have to admit that my ace only pitches well to this guy or pitches like an ace to this guy. 
Well, but that's it's true. true. I mean, it's, it's valuable. Just, the Yankees are feeding that narrative. Understood, but that's why I changed my wording to Cole doesn't pitch bad to Sanchez per se, but he's not ace caliber like he is when. But we uh, here's the pro. Be, be, let's get to, let's get into that. Can we get to that when we talk about yeah. Cole start? Can sure. We table that for one second. Because as I was saying, two things can be true at the same time. I can be mad and pissed off and angry that this team is five and seven right now because they shouldn't be five and seven. I don't care that they played the Jays and they played the Rays and, and those are two good teams. They should be better than five and seven right now. But I'm also I understand there's 150 games left. And it, somebody called me a pom pom waiver today. Oh, here's my pom poms. Why? Are I mean, are you that stupid that you are we do we do we realize that there's 150 games left or we still think there's 60? Yeah, uh, you can't. They just, again, until this team has an identity and then they fall back on that identity or by default you get to like Memorial Day weekend and they still don't know who the fuck they are. Those are the only times you're really freaking out. And so right now the Yankees are torn between are they going to be pitching dominant or are they going to be, you know, a team that puts up five runs and the pitching just fucking blows it. They're, they're in between those right now. They got to figure their shit out. They got to start making it click. They got to become the powerhouse. We know they're going to be. And then we start to feel good. They start to, they start to build upon that. And then if they fall back from there, like, yeah, they regressed this week because the pitching looked like shit outside yeah. of cold, but like they haven't, they haven't put it all together yet anyway. So I'm not freaking out still. If they had, put this shit together if they were fucking 18 and 0 and they put their shit together you knew how fucking great they were and then all of a sudden they just sucked for the next 12 games then you're like well who the fuck is this team but right now they just they don't even know who the fuck they are they need to figure it out and when they do they're going to be dominant the good news is the nationals are three and six they're stumbling out of the gates max scherzer SGR. Yeah, but Max Scherzer. I come true. The, Max Scherzer, I have only seen his one shitty start. Has he like turned it around <sighs> since then? Couldn't care less. I just want to I just want to be able to say I called it. That's true. <laughs> it's one of those. You're one of those guys. Yep. That's all I care about. Just I just everybody just take a deep breath right now. Just take a deep breath. It's going to be nice. fu- it's going to be fine. I truly believe it's going to be fine. I still think this team is going to win the World Series. That's where my pom-poms are coming out. But, I mean, you got to understand the the lengths of a baseball season. That the first 12 games, even if they were were 0-12, then maybe I'd be worried right now. But five and seven, they haven't figured out what's good. They haven't haven't hit their stride yet. You know King Daka? You know the roller coaster King Daka? I've heard of it. It's like the fucking one of the biggest roller coasters in the north northeast, you know. And it just fucking, it just cranks up for like twenty fucking minutes, and then within, it fucking cranks up. He didn't say he didn't say yank. He said crank. I said crank. Go crank. It it cranks, it cranks up for twenty five minutes, and like long enough to take a fucking nap, and then in less than half a second, you're fucking dropping all the way down. That's the that's a that's a season as a major league baseball fan, like times a hundred. How many times are cow? you are you going up and then dropping so low within five days 
of of being at the height of everything. And and that happens repeatedly. The the sign of a good team is that you're cranking up way more than you're dropping down. And the drop is kind of disappointing. Like it's not that good of a of a fucking drop. It's a shitty roller coaster. Right. I mean, if if we're sitting here in July and the Yankees are hovering around five hundred and they're eight games out of the fucking postseason spot, you know, we'll be the first ones to come on here and tell you. You know, maybe we were wrong about this team. But after 12 games, I'm not there yet. No. <laughs> I'll be the first one. You called. You guys called it. You got it right. You got it right. Yeah, everybody, you guys are all right. George is You're right. You're all right. George, George should be alive. Coming, George is coming back from the dead. He's resurrecting <laughs> Billy Martin. He's going to be He's the gonna manager. He's going to fire him a couple times and hire him again. Yeah. And that's that's the best way to enjoy a sport that we haven't had in two years in, in the month of April, you know, to really, you know, regardless of how they're performing, to just really be miserable. That's that's really see, how that's you want to do it. That's why, though, that's why I'm not as as upset by it. One, you you've seen it before they they do this every single year and it's the same group of guys so you can kind of expect it at this point and we haven't had true april baseball in forever so i'll take five and seven i'll I'll take that i'll take i would have taken three and nine it would it sucks but it's still better than not watching yankee baseball yeah and you know what like you're right because i am frustrated but you know what I'm going to be frustrated anyway. Even if this team started 12-0, and I'm going to feel this way at some point in this season anyway. So, like, it's just kind of like, you know, a higher being, whatever you fucking believe in, laughing at us saying, oh, yeah, all rise all the time. You guys are going to stay positive all season. Well, I'm going to fucking start your season taking a shit on you a little bit. And they're going to start 5-7. and seven. And that's, that's what you it find is. enjoyment. If that's how you find enjoyment out of the game, then go for it. Keep being miserable. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be that person. I'm that's gonna what be I don't understand. Yeah, last year was April, last year. Uh, there's some people that don't even think that last year counts. I'm in the impression that it does count, but it wasn't a full baseball season. We went through everything that we went through in the last year with COVID and everything. You got we, now. We had it taken away from us. Now we're back to having a full, quote, real baseball season. And you can't even get your – you're not even getting your feet wet into the season. And you're, oh, this team sucks. They're done. I was right. Boone is a moron. I could run the team better than Cashman. Like, if George were alive, I had to, we had to make sure we get that one in. Yeah. It's uh, so – because it's so easy. We're Right. We're just – when you're when you're rooting for a team, especially in baseball, such a long season, it's full. If you're a true baseball fan, you got to be pretty fucking emotional during every single game. Like you have to be that intense to be a true fan who watches every game. So, a you have the hype up of the season that you haven't had in two years, and then b the team's shitting the bed when they're expected to be the best in the AL, you know, entirely. But you waited so long, and now after twelve, yeah. But that's like, that's easy to say. I'm, that's easy. I'm done. No, I agree done. with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying it's easier said than done. A lot of people and are all, amped up. Yeah, but all these fucks are gonna. As soon as the Yankees win twelve out of fourteen, which you know is gonna, it's happen, gonna happen. And because it's gonna even happen the soon. Pirates, even the Pirates will win twelve out of fourteen games this year, because even bad teams get hot. 
Then it's going to World Series back on. I never doubted this team. Right. Right. You, know? you just, it's yes. so easy to forget. It's so easy to forget the roller coaster of emotion that it, that a full Major League Baseball season is as a fan. Now it's Cashman is dumb. I told you Kluber was finished. Event, even if he DJ struggles sucks. this year, even if he, even well. if, even if, uh, Kluber struggles this year. He'll spin a gem. It'll just happen because even five starters spin gems every once in a while. And that gem will come. Oh, Cashman is a genius. He took a chance on this guy. Look how good he is. Fuck He's the you. Man. Just yeah, go. well, fair, fair warning. I'm taking no, screenshots. I'm no, taking fair, screenshots of these tweets. Fair weather is what it is. No, I'm taking screenshots of these tweets that are fans that are have are you gonna so you're gonna pull receipts i got receipts can i ask you guys a question and you could you could pull you could pull this audio of me when if you're right can i ask you guys a question give me a percentage of the chances that the kansas city royals are a first place team in the al central 12 12 percent of 100 correct (laughs) give me a percentage uh of the chance that the seattle mariners are a first place team in the al west Zero. <laughs> I'll give Point. them. I'll give them one percent chance. One percent chance. Okay, so now we're being irrational, right? Over twelve games in a season that currently has the Kansas City Royals in first place and the Seattle Mariners in first place. Put and the it, Mets too. Put it into context, <laughs> people. Put it. I didn't. I even left the Mets out of it because I think they're they're. Capable. No, they're they're they they can definitely win that division. Yeah, said that before. Yeah. So, but realistically, put it into context, right? You're freaking out over a point in a season where the Royals and the Mariners are first place teams, and that tells you enough. That tells you enough. If the Yan- you know what, I'm gonna I'll look this up throughout the show. I want to know even in '98, right? The greatest fucking team we'll ever see. Did the Yankees go through a 12-game stretch where they were 5-7? and seven? I don't think so, to be honest with you. Really? You might, you could very well be right. Uh, did you hear about the Astros, though? Three prominent players are on the COVID list right now. They're out for 10 days. It's Altuve, Bregman, and I couldn't remember who the third guy was. Really? Yeah. We got a conspiracy theory going here on this? Something going, something fishy going on over in Houston again, because Dusty Baker's been running his fucking mouth, huh? Yeah, he said some dumb shit. Like, you got to understand. First of all, Dusty, I respect him, but you. I don't really respect him, to be honest. Why you don't respect him as a baseball guy? Well, oh, I'm sorry. Didn't he win? Was he with the Nationals when they won? Was he the manager there? I he I, I think know. he finally no, 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 no he no, wasn't no, so no. so he's never won never won a playoff series. Okay, so there you go. That's why I don't. That's why I don't respect him. Well, that's not true. That's not true. He, he won with won the World Astros. Series. No, Dusty Baker was. Uh, he was. Didn't he get to the World Series with the Giants? Wasn't he? I, I know. That's why I, I took that. I took that back. But he's never won a World Series. When his kid almost got run over at home plate. Right, and the other other COVID guys on the Astros were uh, Maldonado and Alvarez. That's a. No, what I'm saying I respect Dusty as a baseball guy. He's been around the, the game a long time. He's, you know, I'm not saying I wouldn't want him to manage my team, but I'm saying just as a baseball guy, someone who's been around a long as long as he has been, I respect him. But you also got to understand why you're there. It's because you know you are. You remember the Hangover Part Two? 
Yes. When uh, uh, unfortunately, when uh, they do the rehearsal dinner and uh, Stu's wife, the the father, calls him like this white rice. It's like just plain, boring, unoffensive. That's what he is. Mm-hmm. Safe. That's what. Safe. Uh, that's what Dusty Baker is. That's why he was put there to kind of, okay, you know, uh, hinch and all that bullshit. So we'll put Dusty in there because he's the, he's the, he's the, uh, whatever the term that they use for it. He's, he's a safe bet. You know, he's the unoffensive guy that we're and he's put just, in there. yeah. And he's a baseball guy. I mean, he's been around and he's forever. Just been the, and he's just been the opposite of that because he, I don't understand why these guys get booed. You got to put that behind you. And yeah, granted, I want to, I look when the Astros come to Yankee stadium, I'm not rushing out there to go to the game because I have no desire to boo the Astros. That's behind me. I'm yeah, done. I'm I'm done with it. I don't think that's why the Yankees didn't win in the two series. They played the, the Astros were just better. That's my opinion. But to sit there and and act like these guys didn't do anything wrong and that the fans shouldn't have vitriol towards them, that's horseshit. And you know it. Like just don't even don't even comment on it. Agreed. Okay, ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. There was a stretch. September second, nineteen. 19- I was gonna say if it was, it was definitely in September. Yeah, okay. I guess this isn't fair. But they did have two other stretches where they went six and six over twelve games. I mean, virtually the same thing. You're talking ninety eight. I'm talking ninety eight. I guess this doesn't count because they had to have clinched by at, by this point, obviously. Still but uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, five and seven. Five and seven. Still not fair. How many games? But in the middle of the season, they did they did go six and six a couple times. So again, virtually the same thing. Even the best teams in the world have these kind of stretches. It, it's it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I saw someone I saw someone tweet too that like it is a little more frustrating, I guess, because it is against division rivals. But like, just as bad as the Yankees are playing compared to what we expect of them, these guys are overperforming right now, beating them. I mean, you can't sit here and say the Yankees have looked like shit. But then tell me that these other teams are so good now. Like, no, they they beat a shitty team right now. No, but Toronto is good. They are good, but outside of Ryu, do they have a rotation to really carry them anywhere no, deep into it? No, but that bullpen is probably better than we thought. It had. is. It yeah, is good. I, but, I think so. But again, I mean. For now, at least. We talked about what's the most important piece the Yankees have to put together, and that's solidifying a number two in the postseason. So, We've seen a bullpen be dominant and not have that number two, and it just doesn't work out. Yeah, but don't take anything away from the the Blue Jays. It sounds like that's what you're. I'm no, no, no. I'm not taking anything away. They're they're a very good team. They're a young team, and if the Yankees don't pick their shit up and put it together, that window is going to start to close a little faster than we thought. If the Blue Jays are going to go down this track of Uh, the windows, uh, the windows closed already. Yeah, it's fucking closed. Slammed. Slammed shut. <clears throat> so Monday night was the only win of the series. That was Garrett Cole's game, and they looked like shit offensively. Uh, Higashioka hit two Higgy bombs. Hashtag Higgy bombs. That started here, by the way. It did. Just I don't I don't want to have to point that out, but don't lend other. Yeah, people sometimes your be- ego just needs to point it don't out. Don't let other people let you believe that just because they come up with some shit that they come up with everything. Don't fucking right? let other people bully you. 
Okay. <laughs> so Higgy was the offense that night, and here's which is sad where, in itself, but keep going. Which is sad in itself. Okay. But here's where Garrett Cole earns his money. He didn't have shit on the mound on Monday. Well, yeah, and I tweeted early on too that you could tell, and it looked like, and I think whoever was doing the game, I think it was Cone. No, it was Kane and it was, O'Neal were doing the Okay, game. so it was O'Neal then, I think. He said it looked like he was having trouble with his footing. And I tweeted, it looked like he was, something was going on with the mound in the first couple innings, but he fucking settled. literally settled, a minor league Yeah, he, he fucking settled in, man. And, and what happened when he settled in? How many guys did he get out in a row? 15? 15. Like, fuck you. You're that good. Fuck you. Right. So that's, that's where a guy like Garrett Cole earns his money because the start previous, he had... A plus stuff dominated the Orioles. That you know, when you're as good as Gary Cole and you have your A plus stuff, it's you're gonna it's gonna be a walk in the park. But when you can go out there with not your best stuff, you know, you probably say that might be one of the worst stuff wise games he'll have all year, and go out there and give up one run in six innings to a lineup that that's good. Yeah, that's that's where an ace earns his money. Sure. And that's the difference between what get when Garrett Cole doesn't have his good stuff versus when everybody else on this staff doesn't have their good stuff. And this is what we said, it's Garrett Cole and four question marks. And since the beginning of the season, you know, even p- past their each of their respective first turns outside of Domingo Herman, outside of each of their first turns in a rotation, they've all reverted back to being a question mark. And the biggest concern for me now I guess you could say is now we've had two consecutive bad Corey Kluber starts little concerning um I think just like just like you have to be rational when it comes to only you know 12 games in you have to be just as rational when it comes to uh, pitchers in you know after only a few starts and for me the biggest thing is that they're healthy like that. Let's put it in into somewhat, a, somewhat of context here. I think our biggest reason for saying question marks isn't so much, and I'm not saying it's not completely not this, but it isn't so much that we fear they're not going to be able to have good stuff and, and go out there and pitch if they're healthy. I think our biggest question mark is like, are these guys healthy enough to go out there every fifth day, take the ball and do their job? And I think is I think after a few games in, if you want to be rational about it, they still feel good. Right? They didn't, you know, Tyone had his had his issues, Kluber now back to back starts having some issues, but let them get there. Just like you got to let the team get there. You got to let these guys get there. Not everyone, just like you said, is anywhere near Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole is on a fucking different planet. He's on the planet right next to the planet DeGrom is on. Okay? And that's and that's very difficult to to do. No, I think those two guys are on the same planet. It's just that DeGrom's uh, living in the penthouse while Cole's in the floor below him. Do you think, yeah. do you think Jacob DeGrom watches when Garrett Cole pitches? For the Yankees and just fucking throws things at the TV when he wins because at, at least his back. This is how fucking. Two, this is how you play when you aces on the mound. At least he'll get home runs from his backup catcher. <laughs> the can't even get that. Oh my god! 
Speaking of the Mets, did you hear this shit? <laughs> now, they got rained out today because the weather was shitty around here today. Then they're flying to, to uh, Denver to play the Rockies, Oof. where they might not play again until Sunday because it's expected to be in the 20s and snow in fucking Colorado the next couple of days. It's just the black clouds following them around. And apparently uh, there's another scandal coming out about them tomorrow. Really? That's what I saw on Twitter today. There's another Mets scandal coming out tomorrow. Is it the Paul LaDuca oh, scandal? No, that's probably something with Van Wagner again. That freak. <clears throat> Bro. So yesterday, here so we'll go back to yesterday's game with Corey Kluber. And here's where it, what concerns you about Corey Kluber is that he as of right now, it seems like he doesn't have something to get you out with. Here's where it's not concerning for me. He did. He did in the first game. So it's there. He's just not putting it all together right now. It's there. It's not like he just lost it. It didn't vanish. You know, but here's, but again, again, we want to try to stay positive. We want to do the all rise all the time thing. But again, is it still there? We don't know that. He hasn't pitched in two years. No, I'm saying it was. I saw it with my eyes. But I also just told you 10 minutes ago or whatever it was that even the worst pitchers in the fucking league will spin a gem every once in a while. So was that his, are we is that the peak of Corey Kluber this year? Uh, I don't know because it's only three games. That's but what that, I'm trying to say to you. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm not going to sit here and say uh-huh, the uh-huh, world uh-huh. is ending for Corey Kluber after three games when he's already shown is, me he still has it. You End know what Kluber's got to do, guys? He's got to hop on a Zoom call with Pettit, Andy Pettit, CC Sabathia, and get some of that mojo in there, that, that late career no, magic. Is he there, where you, you, is he there you now? Dip, that, his velocity looks like it did dip like a little bit. And did he went, what, hit, Was he even hitting 90 yesterday? Dude, I, he I saw like 89 a couple times. Fastballs. But like, so what? Did, so what did CC do when when he saw a dip in velocity? He he had to really focus on pitching and locating, and that's the next guy. He dipped. Kluber just yeah, he packed fat lippies. That's my favorite part of the CC doc at the like towards the end. He's in the club. Whole skull, dip, whole fucking ten, whole ten he puts in his lip. But that's what this guy has to do. He has to get his pitches down. He's a ground ball pitcher to begin with. His velocity's uh, dying a little bit. He's got to work with the coaches, talk to some vets that that used to play on the team, and and figure this thing out. Because if he keeps leaving that ball up, he's gonna keep having these kinds of starts. It's just it's go it's going to happen. These are major league ball clubs. Look, and again, I'm gonna be the first one to admit the, the story's not written on Corey Kluber for this year. I'm not; it's not even close to being written about him. But so far of what have we've seen, so far of what we've seen from him, he's not answered the question. He's not; he just hasn't. No, and but that's my thing. Like after three starts, let's just assume he was dominant in all three starts. You'd I don't feel think a it, lot better about it. Of course, yes, my yes, I'd feel so much comfier inside, yeah. and I'd go out You'd and like I'd little say, comfort food. I'd say, "Oh my god, I feel so much better because Corey he pitched comfort. well." But I'd still be <laughs> fucking irrational if I went out there and was like, "Corey Kluber's the best fucking pitcher. He pitched three fucking games, and he looks dominant. They're going to win the World Series." That's the same thing. I'd fucking rip people for doing that. If I'm going to rip people for being irrational that, that the Nobody's team is struggling. We're not going to call him the best pitcher in baseball. No, but you just said starts. it yourself. You just answered the question as to why everyone's freaking out. Because it, it would make you feel better about it. Yes. And so when they play like shit, it makes you feel worse about it. And some people just don't know how to take that emotion and also think logically at the same time. It's very difficult for people. And that's where you get the irrational fan. 
Yeah, right. But all I'm saying is that we knew Corey Kluber was going to be a huge question mark going into the yeah. season, and he's still a huge question mark yeah. three starts into the season. Yes. Not that he would have ever, not to say that he would have fully answered it had he had thrown three really good games, but you'd feel a lot better about you him would, The question the mark would start bending towards being an exclamation point. Right. And now it's just, and now it's just, and now it's, 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 it's uh, curving the wrong way. Yeah, it's it's, it's soft. It's, I heard you had that problem. I want to fall chuck. Do I curve the no, I don't curve. I'm not a curver. Not a curver. Trouble you got trouble with the curve. I got trouble with the curve. Very underrated baseball movie, by the way. Never yeah. saw it. Oh great, great movie. Great. Never saw it. I do want to see it though. You never you don't like it, Ryan? What's that one movie? Oh wait, what? What's that? The movie Curve. It's just called Curve. That should have been on our poll. That's a good. Baseball I never movie. even. I never even heard of it. it never was on heard on HBO it. like years ago. You know, you really uh, fucked up. The more the I think ball. about the the movie lineup, you really fucked up. How do you not have Fever Pitch on there? Really, Fever Pitch is a great movie, dude. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but a Yankee podcast, that thing's getting booted. You're fucking Fugazi, bro. You're the most Fugazi Yankee fan I've ever seen in my life. 61 lost to Bull Durham. Okay. No, right. Yeah, but I'm saying Fever Pitch is about. It doesn't matter, bro. I could have put any fucking movie on the list and the Sandlot was going to win. You weren't beating SGR, guys. Awful. Just hand it. Awful. Just take it to the bank. All right, so... Next, uh, we'll go back a day. We'll talk about Jamison Tyone's start, which Michael K. I don't know what he was watching, but he said that he thought that Tyone had good stuff in that game. And I'm like, what? The fastball looked good early, but then you look at the pitches where he gave up big, big uh, dingers, big hits. It, they were all just like meatballs, right? Look, I'll give him. I'll give him this. I'll say this. I angers. K. said that his fastball was up a tick. And it was. It looked yes. like he had a little bit more life on the fastball, but his breaking stuff sucked. I'm sorry, it did. You want to know why his fastball was up a tick? Because he was dropping his arm on every single time he threw it. Those mechanics were bad. His it, he was drop every time that he was throwing that fastball. He was dropping his arm and slinging his arm around, which isn't good for a guy who's had two Tommy John surgeries. First of Here all, it comes three. Here comes three. No, no. But uh, did someone say it, Tommy John? Oh I'm just God. saying it's a little more difficult to recover after after that. Yeah. But anyway, so he's slinging his arm. He's dropping his arm. The ball, he's not keeping his wrist on top of the ball and having control Ryan, of it. Can you explain how you keep your wrist on top of the ball? <laughs> yes. Well, it's gotta, always got to be gotta, on top. You got to cup. You got to cup the ball. <laughs> you got to cup the ball. See, that's what people think it's on top, but it's actually you got to cup it. <laughs> he's not keeping his wrist on top of the fastball. It's sliding out of his hand, and that's why everything's staying up. And that's when he got beat every single time. No, he, he got up, beat. Up, up, didn't, up. To, unless I was watching a different game, it looked like he got beat because his breaking stuff had no life. It was just rolling in the zone. Yeah, but but why? Why was he rolling things into the zone? Where was his what? fastball? Where was his fastball? Go back and watch the game a little closer. He could, He was leaving everything up. Everything. I don't think. Yeah, but I don't think the fastball was the problem. No, when you can't when you can't throw your fastball for a strike and you're throwing it as hard as he was, that that really is a problem because you're never in a pitcher's count. So now <laughs> it goes back to the problem with not keeping your wrist on top. If you're flattening your wrist and letting the ball come out that way, you, you're not going to have well, any spin on Yankees, it. Why would the Yankees ever hire a pitching coach when they have you around? No, I'm sure I'm sure Matt Blake said the same thing. No, but listen, he had. It, I look. You could say what you want to say. You're you know better than me because you pitched. But 
And when I watched that game, I wasn't saying he's getting beat on his fastball. He got beat because his breaking stuff was just, to me, his breaking stuff was just terrible. Okay. Maybe I'll rephrase. Maybe I'm I'll not just saying, re- you're, not, you're misunderstanding me. You're not understanding <laughs> what I'm saying. Maybe I'm I'll not re- saying his fastball <laughs> didn't work. I'm saying it because of that with the wrist, with the cupping of <laughs> the, the wrist. No, no, and his you're not get it. You're not getting my point. I'll say it again. <laughs> but I, that's your that, that's your best impression yet. Yeah, ten out of ten. <laughs> ten out of ten. What I should have said was he was getting beat every time when he would go into counts and not be able to throw that fastball for a strike. It was putting him behind. He didn't have any life on the on the off speed, like you were saying, and the second the batter saw it, they knew it was coming right over the plate. <laughs> they knew sure, it wasn't going to drop off. Lollipop rolling yeah, they knew it wasn't going to drop off because he didn't have any stuff. So at the very least, if he was spotting his fastball and effective with it, he could have he could have worked around that and thrown those off speed pitches in the dirt or something just to change up the view of the batter. But instead, now he has to throw those for a fucking strike, and they're not moving. So they're coming right down the plate, and the batter's picked up on it. So then it sounds like then the ne- his next start is going to be very important because it, he, he can. Ma- it sounds like those are adjustments that can be made, and if he could make them, then... That's a good point right that I, I wanted to get to also when we talked about the Kluber shit and why we shouldn't freak out. These are adjustments. Like, what you're seeing are adjustments based off of the we've seen glimpses of how good they still can be these are adjustments they're they're minor adjustments we're talking about guys who haven't pitched in two years and who are who are mainly focused on building stamina at this point and so these are minor adjustments that you're making in between trying to build yourself back up to be a major league pitcher again and and we got to just be patient right and which as he said it was the second inning that he had that long second inning uh and he said that his legs were going on him who said that? Tyone? Jamison Tyone, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that says it all. When you're a pitcher, man, if your legs are fucking going, you're done. It's all in the legs. Everything is about your legs when you're pitching. Everything. But you know what? He got his pitch count up a little bit, which was good, because he's still he's got to build some stamina up. So even if he didn't have the greatest second start, he did get his pitch count up a little bit. He jumped. He did that that requisite jump where you go like ten or fifteen pitches each start. So hopefully he'll be able to go right around the hundred in his next start, and he can continue to build. Again, this is what the problem was: is that we couldn't have two reclamation projects in this rotation in a year that we we're expecting to win a World Series, and we still have two reclamation projects in the rotation. There's no other way to say it. We're not going to have answers on that till August, September, October. October, if you know, God willing, we're hoping that it clears up by then. But early on, we're still we're working through the questions that we had that we that we had in the offseason. That's why we always said we would have liked one. You want to do Tyone or Kluber, but why again? I'm not saying that both of these guys are gonna be trashed all year, that these are both gonna be failures. I have more confidence, honestly, in Tyone being better than Kluber. That's just how I feel right now, even though I think I said something different in the offseason when we said who was going to step up behind Cole. As of right now, because I've got to watch them a little bit, I have a little bit more faith in Tyone just because I think he's younger and his stuff looks better. But we, you know, we're not going to get answers on these guys for months now. And right now, that's hurting the Yankees. 
These guys are not going deep into games. You don't want to burn the bullpen 15, 20 games in the season, which is what they're doing. They're in the bullpen every game. If Garrett Cole doesn't pitch, they frozen outs from their bullpen. Say that again, that last sentence, because you froze. I said, if Garrett Cole is not pitching, what are they getting? 15 to 18 outs from the bullpen every game? Yeah, I mean, that's, if you want to be, if you want to, okay, if you want to be one of these crazy people that are freaking the fuck out and saying the season's over, and you want to, like, maybe take that irrational emotion and put it towards something uh, productive, freak out about stuff like that. Like, that's something that we can sit here and say, yeah, you should be panicking. That can't keep happening. We can't put this this many innings on our bullpen this early on and get into this trend. That can't happen. We've, yeah, seen, we've seen the Yankees get killed on that, right? We've seen the Yankees have some elite guys out of the bullpen, and by the time October rolls around, they can't even fucking lift their arm anymore. Look what happened. Look, Adam Adovino is the is the prime example of what happened to a guy who got overused. Absolutely. Boone, Boone wore him the fuck out in 2019. Mixed in with a little mental breakdown. And did he have a mental breakdown? Well, I mean, he he fucking he was he, I mean nervous breakdown, nervous Boone, breakdown. Boone was Boone was going to Jonathan Lewisica in a big playoff spot before he would even before he would even say he that uh that Adam Adovino existed. So, right. so yeah, a, the, the little kid from Wedding Singer would come out into the bullpen and look at Adam Adebina and go, nervous breakdown, nervous <laughs> breakdown. What was that in? The Wedding Singer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Linda, you a bitch. I love that movie. Yeah, but we don't need a fourth Drew Barrymore in Adam Sandler movie, which they were talking about doing. Well, Fifty First Dates is the best one by far, in my it's opinion. It's not even, you're, you're dumber than 10 Second Tom. Hi, I'm Tom. No, uh, what was the last one? It was pretty good, though. Blend it. I Blend it was okay. Yeah, I like Blend it. Blend it was pretty good. It was okay. It was okay. I like them together. So, uh, <clears throat> so outside of Cole, you know, it's like we're, you know, the pitching is, is, is very frustrating right now. The bullpen is, I mean, Green gave up a home run in the, you know, walk-off home run, but overall the bullpen's been pitching really well, which is like, it's, it's like, what what is going to click offensively? Something needs to click offensively. Well, it starts with one guy. It starts with that? one guy, and that's DJ LeMayu. When DJ LeMayu is not clicking, your whole offense is thrown out of whack. Right, and you you would you like to think that yesterday was a jumping off point for Aaron Judge. Yes, two home runs. Yeah, you hope he, you he, hope he rides that. And I, and I think that he hit another ball hard later uh, at a different hard, point in the game. Hard. So it looks it looks like he might be coming around because you need that. Offensively, if you look at this lineup right now, there's nobody that you would say is meeting or exceeding expectations. Maybe there's a, a couple of guys that are like, you're like, I'm okay with how they're playing. Like Urshel, I'm okay with how he's playing. Judge, I'm okay with how he's playing. But there's nobody that you're sitting there saying, Oh, I, I'm really happy with how he's playing. Lemayu has been a disappointment through 12 games. It's it has it has nothing to do with the contract that he signed or anything else. He's the guy's in a slump, and the fucked up part is that we've never seen him slump in two years here. Yeah, I mean so that's what it is. We don't know how to react to it. That's what it is. I mean, I said to you the other day. I said he he fucking sucks right now, 
And then, uh, you know, you made your stupid fucking joke that I was one of the people writing him off. And I said, no, it's actually a compliment. This is the guy's third season here now, and I've never seen him slump. So, you know, take it as a good thing. I mean, that's how good this guy is. That's that's what kind of talent he has. You know, the Yankees are leading Major League Baseball in double plays. So, where's you know, they brought this up. Where's the launch angle? Give me launch angle. Yeah, give me uh, exit velo. Which, Stan, I think he had a 120-mile-an-hour single the other day. Dude, they showed a graphic. I don't know if you caught it, of guys who have hit the ball 190 miles per hour or something or more in the last, like, three years or some shit. Maybe it was it maybe all, it was since like 2015. I don't know. It's basically all him. It's all Yankees, first of all. It's like yeah. it's like him, him Judge, Judge Gary. Gary, and then and then the biggest Otani. discrepancy is that he had 19 of them, and then Judge or Sanchez, whoever was second, had five. I mean, that's how hard yeah, this guy fucking hits the ball. More. You know what? <sighs> call Stanton whatever you want to call him. I know he's I know he's not really you know if you look at his batting average, it's a pile of shit. But he's been coming up in some big spots. Like Stan has some, Stan has a decent amount of RBIs. He's been coming up in some big spots and producing runs. He has a decent amount of RBIs because no one else on this team is. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. Uh, so Aaron Boone in the post game yesterday had a very interesting uh, way to describe his team when uh, when they score runs. In case you missed that, we have a little bit of audio that I want to I want to play. Is this right the now. this is the first uh, presser? This isn't. You're talking about Boone's presser, right? Not his interview. Yes, the press conference from the the first audio that I sent you today. For on the road trip, what can you do to try to get this team back on track? Well, we got it. We got to play better, obviously, in every area. You know, there's some, you know, some some mistakes we're making. Um, you know, obviously, the pen has has done a really nice job for us. Um, <clears throat> you know, we w- when you're not banging, you, you got to do little things really well and you know that's catch the ball run the bases um we know eventually we are gonna we are gonna start banging um you know i have a ton of confidence in our guys and can't wait to see them turn the corner but in the meantime you know especially when you're in these dog fights where you're not breaking breaking games open uh you got to play real clean ryan so (laughs) this this is for you you're gonna start banging bro so you don't take off short. Boone hasn't gotten any in a while. He's like, you start banging, you stop banging. That's definitely like that's gonna be a drop. Wade, like me. That's maybe gonna that's, be a maybe drop. It's because maybe it's because of the heart. Actually, yeah. good point. Good point. But it but it uh, you know, it's obviously on on his mind. Look, he just comes up with the weird I like Boone, but he just comes up with the weirdest shit. But that's definitely gonna be a drop, Dang. by the way. We're gonna start banging. Nice. That's something that you should work on. Um, it's done already. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, okay. So uh, here, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> at the beginning of the, of the of that little clip, there it brought me back to um, the middle game of the series because the Yankees were down six to three. They had the tying runs on base. Hicks was up, and uh, the ball got away from the catcher. Gary gets picked off and kills the rally. Right. Now, when you go back and you look at the replay, which they didn't show until after the game was over, where Gary got tripped up was, number one, if Gary just runs to second base, he's safe. Where he got caught because he went back. 
If he goes, he's safe. They're not going to get him. Number two, and here's maybe the bigger part of it, is everybody wants to say Gary's stupid, Gary's an idiot, he doesn't speak English, so he doesn't have the fundamental understanding of baseball. I think it's only one person saying that. So, yeah, go back to last episode for context on that. That's not us <laughs> being uh, any sort of racism or anything like that. But um, if you watch Stanton, he stops. Yeah. So naturally, Gary stops too. You're not gonna, you know, he's thinking that Stan stops, so he's got to hold up because he doesn't want to go to second base if Stan's not going to third base. So naturally, everybody's ripping Gary, and you know what? I got to stick up for Gary there because what do you naturally as as a base runner? You're what you're the you're the trail runner, right? You're you're on a situation like that. You're supposed to watch the lead runner. He stops. Yeah. What are you supposed to do? Well, well not- I'll say this. He's also got to see where the ball is, and he's got to see that no one's on second. Like, I, I'm not, and I'm not saying you're wrong. You're 100% right. It, it, Stanton doing that is what made him think to stop, but he's also got to see that there's no one on second base, and he's got to understand that the play is all centered around him at that point. And that's okay, Stanton. Because just- he doesn't speak English and doesn't understand baseball. Yeah. Who, what was the douchebag's name? Who- Phil Mushnick. Yeah douche but that's where the play broke down is when stan stopped yes no yeah 100 percent. so after the game you know yankee twitter we got to have her pound of flesh and they didn't get it so now they're mad boone sucks he coddles them he buys he gives them lollipops after the game they get their lollipops orange slices and juice boxes and if they request a hug uh then he'll fill out the COVID protocols and he'll he'll be able to give them hugs as well. But here's my point. In the post game, Boone called out the mistake, said they got to be better. What is he going to do? What we I feel like I've said this before. What else do you want him to say at that point? What else do you want the manager to say? Do you want him to come out and say, "Guy's a fucking idiot cuz he didn't get the second base?" What if he calls out the mistake? Says we got to be better in a situation like that. What what else is he? What else do you want him to say? Yeah, and and the other thing you got to realize too is this guy. Oh, excuse me, COVID's coming back for me. Um, this guy's going from in game just loses a fucking heartbreaker, and then going right to do a stupid fucking Zoom press conference or whatever the hell they're doing now. Right, he's not sitting down and actually analyzing that play. Maybe he heard from from one of his coaches like what happened, but he hasn't had a chance to sit down and really analyze it and go through like how he's gonna go about, you know, fixing the issue and that it doesn't happen again. He doesn't have all that there. Like he, all he can say is is he can only speak surface level at that point, and and that's still not good enough. You know, you but should you should want this guy to have have the team's back. But I just what I don't understand is like, do you really want Aaron Boone to sit there and light into guys in the press to the press? Yeah, it, like that's not where a manager that's not where a manager shows his true colors necessarily. Like, we don't know this, and uh, and you can make your assumptions all you want, and I'll even sit here and say I'm pr- it's probably not likely, but we don't know that Boone doesn't fucking go back into the clubhouse and start fucking ripping guys and start saying, you need to get your fucking head out of your ass and start playing baseball. You don't know. We don't know. That's not the, the time to do that is not when he's talking to the stupid fucking media. 
So, right, because this team is playing poorly, and now on top of it, you want to add toxicity of the <laughs> right. manager ripping his players in the press. Right. And then everyone's like, oh, you're so soft in this generation. Yeah, we are. Trust me. I get it. I agree with you. And I think certain situations do call for that, where you say, come on, stop being so fucking soft on this guy. But not what the, the, the context is off when you're talking about a manager talking to the media. If you had like a hidden camera in the clubhouse and Boone's like, Gary, don't worry about it. You're going to get better. We love you here. Just keep a smile on. And then that audio like leaked or the video leaked. Then you'd be like fucking Boone baby in these guys. Yes. But we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. We don't. That's not the time or place to fucking do it. When a, you haven't even talked to your players yet. And B, you haven't even seen the play yourself in, in on a replay or anything. So it's very likely he may not have seen it, but hey, you know what? As long as he doesn't in the media say, Well, uh, you know, it happens, whatever. He didn't. He was you could tell that he was upset that it happened. It killed the fucking rally right there. The game was over. I mean, six nothing, you're not expecting the Yankees to get back in it. There were one swing away, and then you know, a base running error, you know, cost them any real shot of being competitive for the rest of the game. I mean, it is what it is at that point. You know, like, just call out the mistake. He called out the mistake. We got to be better. And I know people like to to joke about the, we're going to turn the corner. I, that's in the Boone handbook. It doesn't bother me anymore. It's just something that he says. I mean, you want to make fun of it, make fun of it. But to me, it's just like, you know, it's low-hanging fruit. And I feel like the guy is just like on autopilot sometimes, and he's just got his Rolodex of shit that he says. Although he throws in something like, we got to start banging. Yeah, I think Boone is going to give you the same thing every time he goes out when <clears throat> when the team's struggling. Like, he, what, he gives you the same things over and over. and Just expect right. it. And this is what I keep telling people. Your problem is not with Aaron Boone. Your problem is with Brian Cashman and the Yankee hierarchy. This is what they want in the manager. They want a guy that's going to convey confidence and not and – not, you know, walk around uh, a Zoom meeting with a tight butthole like Joe Girardi, which did you see what Joe Girardi did yesterday? No, but I can't. I can only imagine what the story's going to be after he said tight butthole. <laughs> Yo, you know how a lot of Yankee fans are still stuck in 2017. They think Didi Gregorius yes. is better than Oh, yeah. He's, I saw your tweet. Yeah. And then Ronald Torres is like a superhero. Superhero. Like awesome. Love him. So what do you think? that Yankee fans that are stuck in 2017 were thinking when Joe Girardi, their hero manager, pinch hit their hero, Ronald Torres, for their superhero, Didi Gregorius. Yeah, that was tough. That was nostalgic. They sat down and they they actually opened their journal and started writing about uh, what a bad day they had when they were reminded of Joe Girardi and his brilliance. And the incompetent manager we have here that's won 100 games uh, his first two seasons, full seasons as a manager. Um, and and it is his fault, definitely, that his team just can't fucking put it together in the postseason. It's definitely his fault that his, that his players forget how to hit in the postseason. Well, one, I'm glad that you said that they forgot how to hit because somebody that's forgotten how to hit is Clint Frazier. Broken 0 for 17 earlier this week, uh, seemingly got benched. 
so there's two narratives that the Yankees are trying to push to you at the beginning of the season that Kyle Higashioka is not Garrett Cole's personal catcher. That was a fucking lie. No, they're still going with that one. That he's not the catcher? Yeah. No, no, they're still going with it, but they've proven to you that it's a lie. Right. And number two, that Clint Frazier is the starting left fielder. Mm. Now, this audio is courtesy of uh, Boomer and Carton, not Boomer and Carton, Carton and Roberts earlier today. And listen to how Aaron Boone now describes Clint Frazier. Is Clint Frazier still the everyday left fielder? (laughs) Clint Frazier is still going to play. I'm going to stop it real quick. I just want to point out, after the questions asked, he laughs. You get to chuckle. You get to. <laughs> that's what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Is Clint Frazier still the everyday left fielder? <laughs> Clint Frazier is still going to play a ton for 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 us. Uh, he is pretty much the everyday left fielder. We have we happen much. to have a fourth outfielder and and Brett Gardner that's going to play a lot for us. So. Um, you know, obviously, people have been asking me a lot about Frazier uh, lately. The reality is, he started nine of twelve games. I sat him two days in a row. You know, where I felt like he was scuffling a little bit, and 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 Guardy was on a good little run. So, um, I you know, I, I guess I understand the questions, but let's ask the question a month, six weeks from now, and see what the body well, of work looks like, it- and see what the regularity looks like. It's all about timing because you're right. He started the first nine games, but he's also sat three of the last five games. So that's that's where the question well, I think comes the from. Frazier thing, I think the Frazier thing came up even more because he finally got the hit, and the thought among some fans was, hey, he broke the whatever it was, 0 for 17, he gets the hit, maybe try to capitalize on that because he got off the schneid. I think that's why people are asking. Yeah, I, I mean, it was more of a, you know, I sat him back-to-back days in, in Tampa, and that was more of a, you know, wanted to give him a day, one, and then, you know, like the matchup with Guardy a couple days in a row in there, getting him in a couple days in a row. So not much more than that. Do we have an Frazier ana- Frazier is going to play a ton. All he's right. going to get he's going to get to raking, and he's going to be a big part of this. Frazier, you know, Frazier. Uh, Listen to what he said. Frazier, uh, yeah, he's pretty much pretty uh, much he's pretty much gonna play like pretty much some of the time, but mostly all the time. And like then, pretty much Frazier can be called our everyday left fielder. So in twelve games, it went from yes, he's our starting left fielder to pretty much he's our left fielder. Pretty much Frazier, Frazier. I mean, if you took the over under on when they were gonna demo, when they were gonna, I don't want to say demote, but take that job away from Frazier. Man, that was say, quick. That was fucking quick. That was I quick. I would have said. I was gonna say. I would probably have said it on at like sixty five games that they were gonna take it away from. Twelve games. Actually, it was even before that. It was nine games that they because then he got bench or eight games or whatever it was. Because didn't we talk about this? We just talked about this in the last episode. Yeah. So it was it was nine games. It's uh, probably seven games. Seven, seven games. Seven games. Seven games. <laughs> I mean that. Here's what here's what you got to do, I guess, as a Yankee fan at this point. You got to just read between the lines. Like, if the here's here's what it is. Like, w- when the Yankees are trying to hide something from you, you they still they still try really hard to do so. 
And like sometimes you can call bullshit on it, whatever. He didn't even try. No, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't even fuck. try there. And it's like it seems like Clint Fraser seems to be the one guy they just don't seem to try for. Like they just call it for what it is. We talked about this in the last episode. What what is it about Clint Fraser? Why is he the guy that pays every time? Uh, maybe we don't know. Maybe we don't know uh, some deep dark secrets of then Clint tra- of Fraser. Honestly, then, then trade him. Trade him for something that you can use. Honestly, could use a lot of things. All right, so you know, don't tell me that the price tag wasn't right on Clint Frazier when after you know twelve games into the season, your manager is now on WFAN saying he's pretty much my left well, fielder. We know that there's certain guys that Cashman contradicts himself, and you can clearly see it's just his ego getting in the way, right? Like Clint, Fra- they treat Clint Frazier probably worse than they treat the fucking Raga Pine Tar that they throw on the fucking ground every time they, they use it on their bat. Right. But, but then, they will, but then at the same time, Mike, but then they put like a Mike trout price tag. On exactly. Him. So it's like, well, I'm not going to give him up for that because he was like my big guy in that deal with Andrew Miller and I need more for him. But also uh, we don't let him on the team fucking bus or plane. We make him fucking walk to wherever we play. Cause he's a piece of shit. No, we strap him to the rack. We strap him to the rack. <sighs> Fucking Clint, man. No, Frage. Oh, Frage. It's not Frage. It's it's Frage. I when thought I he was gonna that. say he's gonna start banging. I was like, when I, heard, when I heard when I heard that today, I was like, Jesus, man! Like, it, I can't believe it went that sideways. It went sideways already. Like that. Like, come on. Yeah, that's again. They just weren't even trying to hide it. All right, so uh, we'll do a couple other things here to wrap up the show. Uh, <clears throat> So I'm currently running a poll that's going to end tomorrow at some point. Uh, And I asked this question, are the Yankees going to make the postseason this year? It's not a poll on how far they'll go, just whether or not you think they'll be in the postseason. And currently 78% of people have voted that the Yankees are going to the postseason. Okay, so that... 78. 78. You know, we say the rational fans versus irrational. I think this poll is a pretty good indicator of... 78% 78% of fans are you're rational, you know, yeah, they're struggling, but they're going to make the postseason. This team's too good not to versus, you know, your, your 22% that are, you know, fucking out of their minds. We'll even go down to like 18%. We figure maybe a few percentage points are Red Sox fans and, and whatnot. So we'll be fair. Right. I still think eight, 22% is really high, in my opinion. After 12 games that you're like, oh, the Yankees aren't going to make the playoffs? Oh, it's, it's high. high. It's high, but hey, like I said, this is a new, this is a different year for everyone. Extra, extra hyped. Extra hyped equals extra let down after your team goes 5-7 and seven in the first 12. So, uh, <clears throat> I wanted, I said, if you are going to vote no, I want to hear your reason why. You know, put your name to it. Don't just be an anonymous asshole. So uh, Eric Pepper Potts writes in, uh, mainly because the savageness in the box is gone. Team is held together by Aaron Judge, Garrett Cole, and Plaster. They need to change, including Glaber's confidence. So that's why they're not making the postseason. They're not savages in the box anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, after 12 games, I don't, 
I don't see I don't see why you wouldn't sit here and think that the season's over. I mean, there's 162 games, but after 12, I think that is the marker where you can rationally sit here and say that the savageness is gone. So Red Leaf 1221 says they look like the same team at the end of last year. Sloppy defense, bad base running, lack of consistent offense, and mental errors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are the only two people that wanted to put their name to it. So I give them a little bit of respect. I give bit. them respect. A little bit. All right. So uh, we did ask an actual question today. And the question is, are you upset that it is official that J-Lo and A-Rod are broken up? So let's just can't sleep. Let's just <laughs> figure this out for a second. They went from the rumor broke. Instead of just admitting it at the time, they, they pulled a, no, this is bullshit. Don't believe what you hear. To then a few weeks later admitting it. Because I actually, I tweeted a picture. I don't, you probably seen the tweet. Yeah, you had tweeted, it pinned. Yeah, and I retweeted it today because it, now it's topical again. Of when A-Rod was with the Yankees and he took a picture with J-Lo and Mark Anthony. And then when a- J-Lo and A-Rod were together and they took a picture of, of together with Aaron Judge. And I put the picture side by side with the thinking emoji. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who was it with? What? Who was the, the Yan- picture Aaron with? Aaron Judge. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that was on three twelve, so it was about a month ago that they that the rumor came out that that they had broken up, and they're like, "No, we're just working through some stuff." And then I guess they figured that uh, it was okay to announce it now, like it's official, official. They got their story straight. And A Rod's buying the Minnesota Timberwolves, so good for him. Good for him. Even though one of their star players had no idea who the hell he was, he didn't know who A Rod was. Was he live under a fucking rock? He's also like 19, so. Ah, loser. Uh, anyway, so the actual question was, are you worried about the team's 5-7 and seven start? Is this a blip on the radar? Are you concerned that the Yankees won't be playing October baseball? Congratulations to our buddy at stadium status, uh, you know, moving up in the world, and it's all because of us. Absolutely. You know, you know break your wrist patting yourself on the back, but congratulations to him and Gloria. Uh, on the purchase of their new dwelling. So best of luck to you and the family. And we expect but to he, be there for the uh, housewarming. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to break some champagne bottles in that house. No, not pop them, break them. Like I'm smashing fucking champagne bottles on the wall of that house. I'm fucking Tommy Kainling it. I'm go- so he go- I'm oh. getting the fucking slip and slide going. Oh, nice. Red Bull, Red Bull slip right. and slides. So Ryan says definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing over, expecting different results, plugging in starters and hoping for the best results can only take us so far. It's early uh, in the season. It's so early to have pitching depth issues. This is not good. Yeah, buddy. Listen, I love you, man, but I got to stay consistent here, even though I love you. It's just irrational. It's a rational emotion. It's not a bad thing. I get it. You're, you're a passionate fan, but it's irrational. All right, so t- you're not going to be saying that in, possibly in a few in a few weeks. Time is Vilmatic. 
he goes on to say, it's a blip on the radar. If the team goes 15-5, and five, nobody in the next 20 games, nobody remember this. It's very frustrating because we all know what this team is capable of. We know what the off, we know the offense will be there in the end, but um, the defense needs to play better. Pitching and defense are what takes teams from good to elite. The offense come around, and I believe our pitching will have what it takes. Will the defense come through? I hope so. Seems like a lot of people are really concerned with this team's defense. I think it's a mixture of uh, just kind of you know knocking the rust off out there, shaking it off, and getting back to the swing of things. I think it's a big part of it is that you have a shortstop who's not fully confident in being there. You have a first baseman who doesn't play first base. When Jay Bruce is out there, you have a guy in Geo who's starting to come around now, but in the first week or so, he did look a little off, and and it just kind of adds up. So, you know, one guy you can be actually be a little happier about is Sanchez. I think Sanchez has looked much better behind the plate, but, you know, the second he fucks up, it's the, it's the end of the world again. All right, so we'll move on to our buddy Chris Colon here. Not really worried, just think the desperation is setting in quickly from not winning a World Series in over a decade. Slow starts in April don't equal lost season. The, the Nats won the World Series in 2019, and they started 19-31. and 31. We're going to be fine. Yep. That's it. That's your comment. Yeah, I, don't, I can't even. My brain's Anymore. fried. It's it's twelve games. If this was a football team, if this was the NFL, I'd be panicking right now. I'd be freaking out. I, I'd be going crazy. Yeah, if this your team is was a major league baseball team. Yeah, if that was a football season, yes, panic. But there's hundred and fifty games left. They have hundred and fifty games. If that if this is the case in June, then I'm I'm hopping on that bandwagon of just ripping this team apart. I'll gladly join you. But we're 12 games into this season, so I'm not even going to listen to any fans who are saying that they're frustrated or that they're they think this season's a failure or whatever they're whatever they're saying. I'm not. I, it's just it's not worth my time. All right. So how about this from Beth Wellington? Not worried. They are usually bad in April. They'll turn it around. We need to get ourselves out of the 60 game mindset and back into the 162 mindset. I think that's fair. I think that was a that was a tough adjustment last year where everything was a little heightened. I think that's fair. I'm, I mean, it's it sucks that they're starting this way because you you just want one year where they could like just run out of the gates and they they didn't do it again. That's but, what it is, right? Because we talked yeah. about like just wanting to have <coughs> that feeling yeah, right like out of the beginning gate, beginning to end of just like a dominant plausible. team, and right right away we didn't even get like maybe a five game winning streak. Right away, it was just like fuck. Yeah, it's definitely annoying, but whatever. All right, let's read two more to wrap this up here because uh, I want to give Don Sicario a shout-out, uh, not only for his uh, open, being part of the open, but he also uh, has found a new home. You know, best of luck to him and his family as well. So, Don you know, you listen, you listen to the NYYST podcast, <laughs> you buy a new house. Absolutely. That's how good we are. Uh. So let's read what he had to say. Uh, Where is it here? The fuck is it? Uh, My issue is that this all feels too familiar. Starting starting pitching being an issue, taxing the pen. Our window with this court is closing. Why not secure a run with legit starters when they're available? Who's confident in Cashman now? Also, the Yankees approach and runners in scoring position. How do you fix it? 
you fix it by first giving them a chance, right? Like giving them a chance to fucking wake up. You know, what starter, and I don't want to sound like I'm like attacking a fan or anything like that, but what what starters, and I might just be drawing a blank, were good that were available in the offseason at at a reasonable price because you're not giving Bauer $45 million when you're paying. You know, you want to take, you want to say a guy, you know, I think a lot of guy fans are hung up on you, Darvish. He got traded for a reasonable package. It would have been that the Yankees would have had to pick up the money on the contract. I think it's something like that. And again, I'm not a big issue Darvish fan, but I think if we stuck him in the rotation and not have, you know, he's a more he's much more of a given than the two guys that the Yankees brought in. You have to say that. That would make you feel a yeah, lot right. better. Again, that would we're make just you talking feel about feelings though. Yeah, it would make me feel better right now. But like how do I know how I'm gonna feel in, in a month from now? What if you Darvish ha- ends up having a decent year and Kluber and fucking Tyone end up being dominant forces? I mean, we're talking we, about feelings right now. We're not talking about the- facts. The only time we could talk about facts is when we reflect on the season. We don't know if these are bad moves. Dwight, you ignorant slut. You have to understand that this is how we felt since the season ended last year that we've been saying the Yankees cannot rely on injury riddled pitchers. These are not the guys the Yankees can bring in. I agree. And that has not I, changed. I understand. I'm not arguing that what I'm saying well, is, isn't you, we sound you like Darvish whiny. almost fall into that category after, if you take away his, his performance last year, maybe a little bit of the year before that, he was kind of dealing with a few injuries too. So he would have fallen right under that category just True. because he, his last year was good. Which it was really good, but yeah. It was but also I think he, the extremes of the guys the Yankees brought in that neither one I of them pitched in two years. I completely oh. agree. Darvish, Darvish would have been a better option. However, Darvish is making twenty five million, I think, or in the in the mid twenties, whereas Kluber and Tyone combined are making thirteen. And we we see that this team is just cheap now, so they're well cheap in in Yankee fan standards. <laughs> all I'm all I'm saying is don't spend their money wisely. I guess if if you're taking Man, I can't stop coughing. If you're taking the angle of we didn't want to go into the season with more question marks and injury-riddled pitchers, and just on that premise alone, not talking about results of anything, then yes, that's a very valid point. But you can't sit here and make the point that Cashman sucks. How do you like him now? We should have gone out and done this and that because we don't know that to be true. We don't know that these pitchers aren't going to be the better the better way to go at the end of the day. So it's just as just as unfair as it is to say this was a great move, he didn't waste the money, and he got these two guys. It's just as unfair to say these guys are going to suck and this was stupid. What? Fuck you. No. Fuck you. All right, this is the last one, and we got to read a really negative one. This is from Marvin Dorfler. And, Chris, I want you to, to pay attention to this one because I want you to react to it. All right? All right. I'm listening all ears. All right. <clears throat> this is a trend, not a blip on the radar. What Yankee is going to get hot and carry the team? Luke Voigt is only player on the DL right now. Cashman's decisions to value power over athletic fielders has caught up to him. What will happen if Chapman heads to the injured list for 30 days? Then he goes on to say, too many 
people are expecting a 20-win July, but there's no more cupcakes in the Eastern Division. I see a 500 team for the Yankees. Remember when we talked about shrooms in the beginning of the episode? Marvin Gaye or whatever his yeah. name is definitely took shrooms <clears throat> before he uh, left that comment. What the fuck are you even saying? Father. What are you even saying? I'm so sick of the power versus regular hitter argument. This team, now, here's what you can say. You can sit back and analyze a team and say, oh, they won 100 games, blah, blah, blah. It didn't matter because they didn't win the World Series. 100% correct. Agree with you 100%. But when you're going to sit here and say a team sucks because they're built on power, I am going to take that in a different context now and say this team has won 100-plus games two years in a row in 2018 and 2019. 2020 obviously doesn't count. So it works. It works. This team is good. This team can be built this way. And then everyone says this, but it doesn't work in the postseason because you're facing better pitching. Fuck you. Yes, it does. Oh, oh, just magically Stanton was able to hit six home runs in the postseason last year and no one else was? I mean, it does work. It's a mentality. When you go into the postseason with this mentality and you're, and you're playing scared and shitty, your team's not going to hit. You're not going to produce the same way. Tell me why Stanton can Stanton did it last year, but no one else could, or why Judge has had a bunch of home runs in the postseason, but no one else does, and no one else comes through in the big spot. Tell me why. Tell me why that happens. And then, and then I'll give you that argument that it doesn't work. But who's going to get hot and carry the team, Chris? Well, Luke Voigt's not here. Well, maybe that's your answer, then- pal. And here's what I want to well, just real quick because we're running long and I want to get out of here. Uh, <clears throat> I want to bring this up because a lot of people have made this point and I don't think it's true at all, even though I like Luke Voy and I think he is a, a good presence in that lineup. The Yankees are flat because Luke Voigt's on the team right now. Maybe. Maybe that's true. Maybe he took over such a leadership role last year. That maybe it's true. Maybe they're really missing his presence. But well, I, it's just right not now. likely. But it's, maybe it's true. If the Yankees are struggling because Luke Voigt's not in the lineup, then they're not the team we thought they yeah, were. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I agree. Ryan, do you care to add anything, or do you just want us to wrap up so you can oh, man. go yank? Yep. There was a lot of talk about wrists and balls and banging today. So a lot of banging from Boone. So that's all I want right now is to go and yank. Banging from Boone or Boones. Definitely understand how your how your yank. Okay. All right, so we got a big series coming up here, and it's it is it's fucking crucial. The Yankees, they. Look, man, they have to start stacking series wins together. I don't even care if they go on a long winning streak. Start stacking series wins together. That's that's how you're going to get to where you need to be. They played four series this year. They won one of them. That's unacceptable. There's no other way to put it. Cut the audio. Fucking put it on a billboard. Christian says it's unacceptable how the Yankees have played through 12 games of the season. I'm not. It's just it sucks. It It's unacceptable. That's I think it. I think that that was what was really I mean the killer last night when they lost. 
was like, at least you could have walked away from this and said, you know, it was, it wasn't pretty, but at least you took the series and, and you keep building off of that. And right. Cause look at how now you're looking at it. People always want to overreact to short sample size, but look how you look at it. If they had won the finale in Toronto, they won a series. They won three of the last four. Now things are now the narrative is the oh the Yankees are are winning a right. little bit now, right? But now they lost another fucking series. They back down to losing two in a row, and Tampa's coming in. This is the series right now. I mean, this is the series so, to do it. I mean, if the Yankees are going to wake up, they got to wake up now because. Uh, we cannot afford another series. And look, again, if they lose the series to Tampa, is the season over? No. But you don't want to start the season 2-4 and four against Toronto and then 2-4 and four against the Rays. You just don't want to do it. It's not, it's not, you're not going to put yourself in an advantageous position. So come out here, win a fucking pair of games in this three-game set, and start stacking series wins. Yeah, it's got to start it's here. Not, it's got to start here. I can't. We said I'm tired. I said this last time. I'm tired of getting my fucking lunch eaten by the Tampa Bay Rays. Step the fuck up and show them we're the fucking Yankees. You are the fucking little bitches on the schoolyard. We steal your lunch money. Yeah, it, it's a statement that they missed an opportunity to make uh, in the first series. You make it this series, and you and you ride it from there. Start banging. So uh, tomorrow, uh, when you listen to this Friday, and uh, my wife will never listen to this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Happy anniversary to my wife. Uh, we'll be married five years. Been together on, for 27. Uh, Happy yeah, anniversary, so it's a, bro. It, it's been Happy a wild anyway. fucking – it's definitely been a wild ride. Uh, this last year, though, I wouldn't trade for anything. we got our little girl now, and uh, I feel – honestly, I feel like my life is complete now. Honestly, if I... Uh, Aw, Christian. You're cute. Go fuck yourself, you scum. You make me cry. You're cute. Nah, seriously, the happy anniversary. I'm very happy for the two of you. And, the, and one, of, and one of my biggest regrets from my wedding day is that uh, Ryan wasn't there. I wish that we had done the pod earlier so All Ryan right, could Now you're there. really going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you still wouldn't have been the best man. No, I know. Trust <laughs> me. Yeah, I know. I hop, hopped over you. Something that'll live with me for the rest of my life. Uh, but yeah, I do want to say thank uh thank you to my wife for putting up with me for all these years. I know God knows it hasn't been easy, but happy anniversary. Uh and uh hopefully uh the anniversary won't be ruined because the Yankees will fucking win a goddamn game <laughs> on Friday night. Uh we have no idea this is going to be the most epic pitching match. You know who's in the Yankees rotation, you know who's in the Rays rotation, so you know the possibility for an epic pitching matchup when the Yankees and Rays face, right? Yes. So tomorrow night, 705 at Yankee Stadium. TBD versus TBD. Oh, it's the ultimate matchup. He's playing is, on both sides. You saw WrestleMania 6 when it was Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior. Now it's TBD versus TBD. Then we move on to Saturday. We actually have TBDs going back to back for the Rays. Although I, I heard uh, Glass now is actually pitching Saturday. Uh, Great. Against Jordan Montgomery. And then uh, in case... He is skipped on Saturday. TBD will be back on the mound for the Rays on Sunday against Garrett fucking Cole. Sounds so, like an easy win. 
Yep, I'm pitching. <laughs> <laughs> so look, the Yankees have have to the, the the Yankees have to win Sunday. Sunday's a must-win game. You're struggling. You need to win a fucking series. Your ace is pitching. You win. I don't. That's no excuses. That's a fucking must-win game. I don't care if the Yankees take the first two wins, two games of the series. Sunday is a must fucking win. If they take the first two and lose with Garrett Cole in the mound, I'm gonna be pissed off. Even though I said start stacking series wins and they'll have accomplished that, but with Garrett Cole on the mound, you don't fucking lose. Let's do it. All right, and then they'll have an off day because they'll really fucking need it. And then uh, they'll have two against Atlanta. And then I don't know. We're going to have to try to shoehorn in a show here because it's two night games versus Atlanta. And then it's a four-game series against Cleveland, which I think uh, our buddy Munch will be uh, hollering at me at some point there. Uh, oh, Munch. So watch the Christian, oh, I don't know. man, I, dude. I don't Woo. know. We'll either have to shoehorn something in. Maybe we'll do a little. Uh, maybe we can do live pod for one of these games. Maybe we'll see yeah. how that goes. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. So Tampa, man, just you know, let's go. Let's win a fucking series here. We got our ace on the mound. That should be one in the bank right there. Find a way to win one of these other two games here. I don't. I'm not asking for a fucking 20 game winning streak. Win fucking series. I. Is that it? I'm in. I told you. I'm I'm down. Yeah, man. All right, you're down. You're down for the Yankees to win a couple of games here. Yeah. Bro, okay this is with... a Denny's. This is... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, clearly, I'm uh, ready to start banging. You ready to start? Banging? Yeah. Boone yeah. got me start going, banging, dude. I'm so hard. <laughs> <Is> that... <laughs> that gives a new meaning to the term "booner for Boone." Booner for Boone. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's why Chris is so quiet because uh, he's thinking. He's no, so I'm quiet because because my floors are very thin, and I know that people can hear me now. It's it's hit a point. On the I actually East Coast. started. I started Lord of the Rings at the start of this podcast, and the credits are <laughs> rolling. I'm just kidding. This is great. Lord of the Rings is stupid. Dumb. <laughs> no, it's not true. It's actually one of the greatest movie trilogies of all time. It, a it fucking dwarf walks in the woods for four hours. Then in the second one, ever. a dwarf walks in the in the woods for four Shouldn't and a half hours. Elijah's fifth, Elijah's third, Elijah's Wood versus Booner's Boon. In the fifth one, <laughs> a dwarf walks in the woods for eight hours and finds a ring. I'm ending the, the show end. without you even saying goodbye. Yeah. All right, I'm thank you for listening. I'm going to be the guy from X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> We've officially fallen off the rails. Yes. Thank you for listening to episode 226 to the NYYST podcast. Follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Stat Guy Rye. Go Yanks. Yeah. Chris, say goodbye. Hey. Uh.